Eddie Thompson came to Arvest Bank looking for a new checking account. Let's hear what happens. So, Eddie, that's my blue checking. With free blue checking, you get e-statements, access to our Arvest Go app. Wait, by free, you mean it's free for the first six months or something? No, no, it's actually free. But what about monthly fees? Nope, no monthly service fees. Wow, that's really... Helpful? Very helpful. Free yourself from monthly fees with free blue checking. Arvest Bank, ready to help. All right, folks, this is Jack Newtown here, and we are live on the broadcast. And I know it's been a minute since I've got back on the speaker broadcast. Um, it's not because I intentionally uh, left the speaker broadcast, but it's just I've been on YouTube live quite a bit interacting with the audience. Um, this is something that YouTube has provided for free, of course. And speaker, on the other hand, uh, is not a lot of enough part participation in the chat. And therefore, you know, I, you know, I like to interact with the audience. I like to interact with the people coming in, coming out good or bad or in between depends on the level of craziness you, you try to bring forth. Then I have to kind of, uh, push you to the side, but again, I am back. I know people on Anchor is um, waiting on me. I did upload some things to Anchor. I know people on Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes have uh, missed out on Jack Newtown. I've been on YouTube, probably been on YouTube the last few weeks, interacting with the audience. Uh, I wish I had it. I needed set it up to where it's just totally universal to where both the YouTube and the speaker and the anchor and the Google podcast and all that audience can come and roll into one. Cause I always on speaker, I always upload it to YouTube, but YouTube don't get the same love because YouTube doesn't, uh, upload theirs as well to other, um, platforms, but that's how it is. So we're going to roll with it. We're going to get things done. Now, uh, before we get started to the main one about Azrael Clary and R. Kelly, I know we're going to take a break from the coronavirus situation. I know many people have uh, got the coronavirus overkill. Corona, 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 corona. So I know a number of people have gotten the corona overkill and people are tired of corona, corona this, corona that. Uh, people trying to make money off the Corona situation, wearing Corona t-shirts, selling Corona discs, Corona sanitizers, all that other stuff. Um, I do have uh, wet wipes. I have like four or five packages of wet wipes. Wet wipes, I'm not wipes, wipe. Well, they are wipes, so I guess. Um, I also them bleach down the floors, bleach down part of walls. Bleach down the shower, bleach down the toilets, you know, like uh, Fredo. I mean, Chris Cuomo says, uh, you got to ethnic clean the whole place. Now, people are calling for Chris Cuomo to resign from CNN for making that comment. In all honesty, 
Uh, I don't, I didn't find no offense to that whatsoever. He is right. You got an ethnic cleanse. You know how, you know how blacks and Italians and Puerto Ricans, and you know how they, they clean. Hell, they clean every damn thing with bleach. Puerto Ricans put damn plastic on their damn couches. Make sure they stay clean just in case they get repossessed. <laughs> I'm serious. You've had a Puerto Rican house and they still got plastic on the damn couches. I ain't lying. Puerto Ricans got damn plastic, still got plastic on the couches and garlic. <laughs> Black folks too. Black folks still got plastic on the damn couch. Big mama, grandmama cleaned with bleach. Everything got cleaned with bleach. Dishes got cleaned with bleach. Damn floors with bleach. Bathtub bleach. You just high and shit. Don't know. Can't even explain why you high. You know why? That damn bleach. Hold on. Let me let me turn the air on right now. Because I'm I'm getting high on this damn bleach. Motherfucker done laid the whole damn thing down with bleach. Shit. Nigga ain't trying to get sick from coronavirus or marijuana, whatever the hell that damn virus is. I hope, uh, hey, I hope, mar I hope marijuana does cure corona. My stock finna go up like a motherfucker. Shit. Mm. Hell. You need to go off the, don't go off the cuff. Be professional. Shut the fuck up. Get off my damn air. I'm having fun here. This is the my best form is having fun by speaking a way that comes out of my mind. I now I do think about it first, but then I'll relay it. Serious business. You better ethnic clean that motherfucker. You better get grandma up in there and get some damn get them damn bleaches. I told people last week, you better get you some bleach. You better get a whole bunch of bleach because them sanitizer shit gonna go away real quick. Ah, now motherfuckers are panicking. Now you go to the damn Walmart, whole damn lights all damn thing empty. A bunch of stupid motherfuckers. You motherfuckers are stupid. Y'all some stupid motherfuckers. Mm. Now I'm not saying don't, you know, don't prepare yourself. I've been preparing myself. I've been having bottles of bleach, okay? A bleach. Yeah, like bleach. Bleach. That bottles of a bleach. Yeah. Got spick and span. No, I'm not talking about Hispanic people. It does say spick and spam. That's what it's called. Spick and span. I got spick and span. Bottles of spick and span. Bottles of bleach. Empty bottles where I can spray the, you know, bleach spray. I got... Five, six, eight other bottles of bleach running or roaming around for for years. Cause who I believe in. Yeah, I wash my dishes with bleach. You damn right. Don't know who people coming in and eating food. Motherfucker don't. I don't know what y'all got. Y'all might got the herps. The herps or the jerps or the terps or the gwerps or the snow crabs, snow legs, all that other shit. Hell. Damn right. Shit. Oh. What are we going to give away some toilet paper? Ha ha ha. auction. <laughs> Motherfucker be trying to come there for the toilet. Hell, we might sell the damn toilet paper for $100. <laughs> give me your money. Give me your money. I got plenty of toilet paper. Yeah, I got that. 
and paper towels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You damn right. Had stockpiled that shit long time ago. Long time ago. Now y'all up there running, running, scrambling for toilet paper. Ain't that some shit? How the hell toilet paper gonna protect your ass? I said I was gonna yell off the coronavirus thing. Okay, I'm getting off. Up, uh, up, uh, Jack, shut up. Shut your damn mouth. Shut up. Uh, let's get off on here. Uh, let's go to the first one. Alex Jones. Alex Jones is arrested for DWI. DWI. So he was arrested Tuesday morning by cops in Austin, Texas, who said he was driving after drinking a full bottle of sake. Which is like wine. I mean, yeah, you know. Um, so he got arrested. Okay, big deal. You know, the Austin police have kind of been on his after him for a while, for years so. Because he's been telling some things that he's not supposed to say. And now his ex-wife is demanding emergency custody over the children. Now, of course, he claimed that he was not legally drunk. Now, that depends on how much, you know, what was in his blood. Now, if it was under the legal limit, you know, uh, under legal limit, then he should never been arrested. Now, of course, he was at a re Japanese restaurant and he was caught in a Travis County dragnet. Now, of course, you know, Austin police have been known to pull people over and write tickets. I can attest to this because my brother-in-law worked in Austin uh, Uber driving and he will say that they have banned Uber drivers from Austin because there was cutting money out of the city of Austin's uh, traffic stops so he's right about that he is right there is there is a dragnet going on in Austin Texas to where they making millions of dollars a year off of drunk drivers Now, according to police affidavit, he actually consumed a bottle of sake, was glassy-eyed, and become involved in altercation with his current wife, Erica, who have early called the cops to report a family disturbance at their home. Uh, she believes three children are in danger. The couple now wants to, the two youngest who are minors to turn home immediately. Uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Now, of course, Alex Jones is a controversial uh, shock jock talk radio. And you know, she claims, oh, he's a narcissist and which he, yeah, he does suffer from uh, some levels of mental illness. That is true. I would say Alex Jones does suffer from a level of narcissism. I, I agree with that. 
But Mrs. Jones, you suffer from schizophrenia. Remember, you went to um, rehab for three years in Arizona. And then the, the state allowed Alice Jones to get the kids back because you were schizophrenic. So, yeah, Alex Jones is narcissistic. That is true. I agree with that. Is narcissistic. And. Okay. Uh, there's her fiance. Kelly says Jones has indoctrinated kids of their own controversial beliefs have taught them to be misogynistic and racist. Wow. Really? But you, you suffer from schizophrenia, ma'am. Now, I don't get involved in these, in these marriages, and, and especially when it comes to children, because basically we're on the outside looking in. Yes, Alex Jones has some issues. Yes, Alex Jones is narcissistic. Um, that is true. And yeah, Kelly Jones is thick as hell. I just have to say that Kelly Jones is thick as hell. Um, he's narcissistic and she's schizophrenic. So the children, well, the younger two, the minors are stuck in a the pickle. They're pretty much stuck in a pickle because Kelly Jones is not mentally right. Alex Jones is narcissistic. He is a little nutty. He is on the nutty side. Um, Kelly Jones is schizophrenic. So, my thing is, I'm going to be honest, my thing about this, Alex Jones brought out a lot of truth. And sometimes when people bring out a lot of truth about a lot of things going on, besides the uh, what you call the um, the Sandy Hook situation, down, down, that was a fuck up right there on his end. He fucked up big time on that one. But besides the Sandy Hook situation, a lot of the things he's been putting out there are correct, is right. Um, they say she claims he's a racist. Uh, now, does he have some level of what you call white identity identityism? Yes, of course. I mean, you know, it's nothing wrong with being proud of your race or proud of your people or trying to prioritize your race over other races. That makes sense. I mean, birds do it all the time. Lions do it all the time. Giraffes, gators, pigs, hippos. If we want to say man came from animals, then guess what? At least animals know how to stick to their own. I mean, it makes sense. But, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with someone who wants to identify by their race and who is proud of their race. You shouldn't shame no one on their race. They should be proud of their race and where they, the lynch they came from. That must make them better people. If they're proud of their race, they're going to treat people with more respect than those who hate themselves. Those who hate themselves are going to hate you too. But those who love themselves more are going to love you. They're going to extend that love as well. But they're going to love themselves first. And there's nothing wrong with that. But again, I'm not going to get involved in this one. This uh, Look, those two have been having issues back and forth for years. Um, Alice is, Alex Jones is a little wacky. He is on the whack side. That is true. But when you tell the truth about a lot of stuff that goes on in the government, a lot of stuff that goes on, uh, on the ground and then people are coming for you. They're trying to ruin your life. They're trying to destroy everything you built up. You do go nuts. 
Look at King Solomon. King Solomon went crazy when he was uh, going deep into the witchcraft. He was getting deep into Baphomet. He was getting deep into uh, say, uh, Luciferianism because God told him not to go there. God gave him knowledge of every wise man in the world, but he said, do not go deep and don't go any further than I want you to because you will lose yourself. And Solomon lost himself. So he divide, he got he ended up marrying women who were sorcerers. He were marrying Celtic women. He were marrying or, or ancient uh, Hindu Santrakant women. He was marrying ancient Yin Yang. You know the you know the the ancient uh, Scion. They call them now China Scion uh, kingdoms, the seven kingdoms type of understandings. You know the darker demons, the Tetragrammaton, uh, the darker states of uh, of, of Hinduism. He was getting deep into that. He was getting deep into uh, suppressing demons, uh, um, trapping demons. Yes, the, all this was going on. Yes, King Solomon had that power. And that's how his kingdom fell. His kingdom fell by getting involved in those demonic uh, understandings and those cultures and uh, those type, those certain uh, demonic meditations, the dark spirits. He got involved in that. And, you know, those things happen when you get too much knowledge, when you go around and trying to bring everything to a level, your mental state does alter. And Valerie Jones' mental state has altered from knowing all this information. And again, I'm not making any excuses for Alex Jones at all. I think in some cases he is a jackass, but then I do in a number of cases he, he does bring a lot of truth. And that's a fact. He, there's a lot of things that I now know, thanks to him, that I didn't know until he brought it out. And then I did a research and I come to find, I said, man, this man's telling the truth. Now, as far as the Sandy Hook situation, then that's a different story. Um, that's different. You know, he, he fucked up on that one. But as far as all the other things he brought forth, it has become accurate. And sometimes you will lose yourself. You will lose your mind mentally. You will lose yourself because you get your dive evolving so deep into things that you know you become totally paranoid. If look, if people half the world knew a lot of stuff that the government have been hiding, covering up, have been doing for years, you would be crazy too. There's to the point that I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, I got to catch myself because I don't want to know too much. Because if I know too much, I know I'm going to go crazy. I know I'm going to do something crazy because I'm now realizing what this government has actually really been doing. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully that gets resolved. They can come with a, a resolution or something. Again, I don't know the details of what went down in their marriage. I know Alex is narcissistic and crazy and got in call, got scraped with the law. His wife, of course, got schiz, had schizophrenia, had to go to a rehab in Arizona for three years. That's on court records. That's on, that's court documents right there. That's on record. So I'm not, I'm not making this coming out of my ass. I'm not bringing no half truths. All right, let's go. Um, Navy sailor who stabbed his cheating wife to death and hit her by in his home for two years before Dominic San Diego Bay were removed and the house is guilty of murder. Oh boy. I'm going to be honest. If you caught your wife cheating, the best thing to do is just to leave her. Is to leave her and, you know, if you have children, 
try to raise him up the best way possible. That's how I look at it. It's not worth going to prison over killing someone who, who's cheating on you. You know, it, and you know, if, if your wife cheats on you guys, you know, just, just cut her off. There's no use to killing her. There's no use to doing this, to doing that. It's not worth going to prison over. It's not worth losing your life over. Um, you know, it's no, you know, if it's just a strange guy she met, I wouldn't attack him. No, because he probably didn't know. She probably told him that she was not married or, or, in a, or she was separated. She was divorced. And then she probably lied to the man to get, to get in the bed with him. Now, if it's your buddy, your best friend, et cetera, then yeah, whoop that nigga's ass because he knew better and he knew that you was with this woman. Loyalty over pleasure. They say bros before hoes. I say loyalty over pleasure. That's how I look at it. Loyalty over pleasure. And you really can't find much of that nowadays. But seriously, uh, just leave her, cut her off, get a divorce, and, and just keep it moving. If you got kids, do the best you can to help support those children. If you can get custody, they'll be wonderful. Uh, because it's it's not it's not worth it. It's not worth killing somebody over. Trust me, I done been in a damn situation where significant other was cheating. I ain't attack her or nothing like that. Like you know, whatever. You know, you 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 go over there where he at. You you live where he at. You stay over there where he at. That's how I look at it. Cause it's not worth going to prison over. It isn't. It's not worth going to prison over. And I hope guys and girls understand that it's not worth going to prison over. Now they say, well, what about Clara Harris? That was that that was built up. That was years and 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 years of abuse from him. That was years and years and years of abuse, abuse from him. And then she snapped. That's different. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you walk in, everything was fine, she cheating, just leave. Get up out of there. Just get up out of there. Hell, there was some damn cases. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm telling you, there were some damn cases to where... That a man called his wife cheating with a little underage boy, or a, in, in a few cases, their own son. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> now you get caught up like that, uh, yeah. You, but on this situation, the man you're going to be justified because you could call police on her, and she going to prison because that's incest. And you met you banging a little boy. So yeah, that that hey, it is what it is. Just like when that officer uh got a video of her his wife sleeping with an underage boy and he held it over her head just to stay in the damn marriage. Don't do that. Go you a cop. Report her and get her locked up and <laughs> get a new wife. Lock that bitch up. That bitch is a hoe. She up there messing with a little boy. 
Some boy that what, 11 damn years old, she banging a little boy. She The boy 11 years old. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, if he's 18 and up and you divorce and separated, okay. But the boy 11 years old, what are he going to do? He, he can't provide for you. He ain't got no job. He can't get no damn job. The motherfucker's still playing He-Man. The little nigga still on Fortnite. Well, some grown men are playing Fortnite too, so I'm 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 gonna push that aside. The motherfucker is still playing with damn He-Man toys. The fucker's still playing T-ball. Still in the T-ball league. And you fucking this boy. He's about 10, 11 years old. It's crazy. They're like, oh, she's got mental illness. Oh, she got mental illness. Oh, yeah, she is mentally ill. She's psychotic. She's crazy. And she's a pedophile. Just like y'all label men with little girls as pedophiles, which that is true. Hell, he just got one that got pinched, uh, what, last week for, uh, for, trying to, for trying to get with a 15-year-old. Motherfucker been a sex offender for years. The motherfucker been a rape a rape slash sex offender for years. And this motherfucker about 50 fucking years old and he up there trying to get with a 50 year old girl. That's some bullshit. I don't see what these young girls find in these old ass men. I don't know. Maybe they need a daddy in their life or something. Maybe they losing that out or, or they have a fetish for old ass men. Just like some of these little boys got a fetish for old ass women. Oh, there's a hey, you'll be hey, you'll be surprised. That's a whole lot more young boys and girls that are fucking older men and older women. You'll be surprised. Of course, you don't hear about it because they ain't gonna say nothing. The only time you're gonna hear about it, you catch them or they say something. Or somebody saw it. That's the only way you're gonna find out. Otherwise, you you will never find out. Hey, look, I had a friend. I'm not going to say her name or tell her where she lives or etc. But she was 12 years old, 12 years old, and she and you know she was playing in the yard, and then a guy came up asking for for direction. Grown ass man in his 40s, about close down to 50. She knew it was dangerous, but she got in the car anyway. And they drove somewhere, I guess, in a park somewhere. And they were sucking and fucking. She was sucking him. He was eating her. He was fucking her, etc. And, you know, they was getting it. And then, you know, he put some money in her pocket to kind of, you know, tell her to shut up. You know, if you're going to do something like that, you know, here's some money. And never saw him again. And this friend said, hey, I was 12 years old when this went down. And I, I, was, I was saying, didn't you think that was kind of, you know, him being a, you know, pedophile? She's like, no, that's what I wanted. I wanted to have sex with him. Even though he was about down near 50. I wanted he had a big thing. That she claims. I'm like okay. But. 
She didn't have to tell me that, which I, I'm not putting no name out there or nothing because I don't want to. I don't want to blow a spot up. You know, I, I I'm not, not going to do that. I mean, that just that's between me and her. But yeah, she said, "Yeah, I did it." And you'll be surprised. Other young, other women who are now adult women will tell you, well, if they trust you, of course. That they was 11, 12 years old and they were fucking, they were banging an older man. They was dating an older man. They was having sex with an older man. Um, yes, they were having sex with an older man. Hell, some of them went as far as hell. They was having sex with their uncle. And they, it was not a forceful issue. He didn't force it. He didn't pose it, etc. She wanted to have sex. You have some young, some women today who were young girls that were fucking old ass men. They were fucking older men. They were fucking relatives. Yes, you'll be surprised. Y'all always say, "Oh, the man, man, he's evil. He's the devil." Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he done some evil, done a lot of evil. That's true. But you'll be hey, if if the Lord were to open up the movie room, the movie script, and and show you. These grown women who call themselves feminists, who call themselves upstanding women and, and women who will stand against pedophiles, you'll be surprised at the number of got old ass men when they was 11 and 12 years old, they were fucking willingly. You'll be surprised if the Lord were to just open up the open up the, the portals, you will be shocked. At the lot of the things that some of these number of these women who are adults have been doing for years. You'll be shocked. You will be shocked. The man does, you know he did it. Because somebody's watching him. Somebody's looking at his ass, making sure that he ain't doing nothing he ain't supposed to be doing. Well, a woman, they won't believe it. They won't believe it. Because we're we're taught by society that women can can not do things like that, or young girls cannot willingly go out there and and, and and have sex with old ass men or relatives, but they do a lot of them. hell. You got a lot of boys that were having sex with old ass women. Yes, you got a lot of boys that were having sex with aunts. The boys having sex with their mama, their grandmama. They cousin, they sister. Yeah, you'll be surprised. You'll be very surprised. I mean, hey, God is 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 uh, putting a silhouette over your eyes for a reason. Because if God were to just pull the covers over your eyes. And show you the real world. Oh my God. You'll be ready to kill yourself. You'll be ready to commit suicide. You'll be ready to jump off a cliff. I'm serious. You'll be ready to jump off a cliff. If God were to. Open up your portals. And open up your eyes. And expose you. That's why. The Bible show tells you, and look, I'm not, I'm not a preacher or nothing like that at all. I'm not here to impose religion or spiritual indoctrination plus anyone. I'm not, not here for that. I'm looking at the historical and a spiritual and a psychological perspective. 
Even the Bible says there are certain herbs not to ingest, certain herbs not to deal with because of certain responses that can happen. Just like when they have it like LSD and PCP and people say, I, I saw demons and I saw this and I saw rainbows and I saw all these things, these Martians coming in and talking to me. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing that. Yes, you are actually seeing the other side. The side, and that's why God says, do not ingest those herbs because you don't, you're not going to like what you're going to see. You're not going to like what you see. There's a reason for those, and those certain herbs are meant to be on this earth. Certain herbs are meant to be for a purpose. And dealing with that, those certain herbs, the psychedelics, LSDs, is going to open up your portals. And a lot of people say, I want to open up my chakras. No, you don't. You don't want to open up your chakras because you don't want to find out what's what you're really seeing and you don't want to ingest certain things, certain demons that will jump into your body. That's a fact. You don't want to do that. But some people feel, oh, yeah, I can, I can handle it. OK, and then when you get there and then you're fucked. Now you're out of your mind. Now you're not in your right state of mind because you decided to go to the other side. And now the other side done snatched up your damn soul. Now the other side has snatched up your damn mind. Now you fucked. Now you're mentally deranged. Now you're done. You're finished. Why do you think when people go on those trips, they never come back? They still are in that trip state. Their, their, their physical body is here, but their spiritual mind is half gone. Half of their soul is gone. The other half is just here to exist. Now there's just a body, just a body without a soul. You'll just be surprised if God just says, okay, you want to see this? Here you go. Roll the curtains. And God's going to expose everything that went down under the sun you thought would never happen. You'll be surprised. You will be surprised. So, all right, police shoot and dead anti-government militia man in his home amid claims he was asleep when they opened fire from outside his house and radio also left his girlfriend wounded. You, you know, that sounds kind of like uh, the Fred Hampton situation where Fred Hampton and his wife were asleep and the police kicked in the door and they start mowing them down. What it sound like? Now they say claim they're anti-government militia. Now I don't know what he did that warned them to go to his house in the morning and shoot and kill him. Okay, the detective followed up a claim from the public that limp throw prohibited. Uh, was in possession of firearms. Blah, blah, blah. Sam said the family police police fired gunshots, not a flashbang, another projectile. There was no warrant, no other justification. Why? Because he had a whole bunch of guns. I don't see a problem with someone 
having a lot of guns. It's if it, it, long as they're not out there trying to use it against people, innocent people. That's I don't know. Harvard student says she is now homeless after the college shut down this campus amid coronavirus crisis, leaving her without her dorm room and three term three term time jobs. And this lady's 20 years old and she claims she was working to support her mother and she has nowhere to go. I don't think that's right to just kick somebody out, especially if if that is their place to live for now. Harvard actively recruited some students that should pay for all their living expenses. Well, but at, at the same time, you gotta you gotta have a plan in case situations like this goes down. Now I don't know where she's from. Okay, so they live in New Jersey. I mean, seriously, um, I understand trying to help your mother out, but if that means you being homeless and your mother's in the house, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Obviously, you, you, and no offense, your mother didn't do a great job um, as far as preparing you. Uh, must go out purchase a flight to travel back to my home state in order to if if you were that that homeless my my thing in all honesty you got some money somewhere you got some money somewhere I mean the first question is what your phone looks like what type of phone you got You know, I start looking things particular with the items they have, the phone they have. You got an iPhone Max. You got an Apple, $3,000 Apple laptop. Um, also, you know, when you borrow from student loans, you get a refund, which kind of helps you out. We're, we're, I mean, seriously, I mean, just there's some holes in her story. It, it, it doesn't kind of you know I, I can't really feel sorry for her because I don't know the whole the whole story itself because you, you know there's some holes in her story but we're going to get back at another time uh let's see R. Kelly I know everybody wants to talk one want, want to hear about R. Kelly now Azrael Clary y'all know who Azrael Clary was one of the two 
biggest supporters of R. Kelly. You know, one of the two who were siding with R. Kelly. R. Kelly did nothing wrong. He didn't do nothing. Uh, we love him. This, that, this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that, et cetera, et cetera. And so now she has come out and claiming that R. Kelly did her wrong and R. Kelly made her do this and R. Kelly made her do that and R. Kelly, R. Kelly, R. Kelly, R. Kelly, R. Kelly, um, all this other stuff. Blue is the grill by Blue Tell Musa. I guess Blue Tell Musa don't want to show their face. You know, unless we can get a face. Oh, yeah, we do have a face. And it's a big one. It is a big lady. Yeah, that's a big God dog, she's big. And look, hey, hey, you know, there's guys who like big women. There's, you know, I mean, I just, I have a, what they call a limit. Put it that way. I have a limit. Just me. I have a limit. But. Here's Azrael Clary claiming that R. Kelly made her eat doo-doo. I'm serious. Made her eat doo-doo. Here is a video of Assy Entertainment Network. As is, as is, I, I don't know. Here we go. Yes, he has a video of me he made me do this video, actually, of me doing a number two in a cup and then eating it out of the cup. <laughs> it's over. It's over. You may not even make it to try. I'm so sorry for you. I'm sorry. I really did love you. And you, you lied to me, and you used me, and you played me. Okay. All right. Alrighty then, there we go. Uh, he has a video of me. He made me do this in the video. Actually, doing the number two in the cup and then eating it out of the cup. Hey, he didn't make you do that. You chose to do that. You want to see? Hey, you want to be with R. Kelly? You ate. Hey, you ate doo doo. Kerr calls on believed to be a federal agent. The video also highlights audio of a distraught phone call between young woman and singer. Kelly B. Heard pleading. She informs him that she's had enough of their relationship. She says, it's done, it's done, it's over. You may not even make it to trial. I'm so sorry for you. Claire informs now 53-year-old. He repeatedly tells her he loves to sobs. Presidents doesn't currently have an official release date, but the video teaser for the documentary was dropped the same day. The Imbala R&B singer pled not guilty to an updated federal indictment. He's now added a new accuser referred to as minor number six, as well as child pornography, conspiracy to defraud the U.S. government and other charges. That man ain't going nowhere. Jim Clymer called Joe Biden honorary black. Stupid. Stupid. Stupid.
I'm looking at some of the comments. Some people are just in disbelief of her and like, whatever. Um, okay, and it's gifts of trannies. I guess this person is a tranny supporter. Ugh. Okay, let's get out of that. Uh, look, I'm going to be honest. I don't feel a bit sorry for Azure Clary at all. She's saying that money was not, no extra funds were not going to be made out of this situation. And therefore, she decided to bail out. But the other one is still staying to the end. Uh, I don't know how long she might stay to the very bitter end. You know, uh, I'm talking about what's her name? Uh, Joycelyn Savage. So Joyce and Savage may stay to the end. I, you know, that just that it all depends on what what's continuing to go down. But Azrael Kelly Clary decided to balk out, bail out because uh, you know she feels that you know it's it's a little bit too hot for her, and even though she enjoyed the perks and the benefits of being with R. Kelly, I understand we understand that she was seventeen when she met with R. Kelly and those situations but part of that blame can go to the parents the parents knew about r kelly's past and his history if you knew that man's a sexual predator uh even though he was found not guilty but the reason he was found not guilty on the basis that the one who was being violated refused to testify and the evidence was there everybody knew about it it was too much evidence Aaliyah, the the the, uh, the first uh, victim tiffany hawkins uh various uh, tiffany hawkins friends were also being uh violated so you already knew about this man's past, about this man's history, about this man's behavior, but you still brought the 17 year old daughter to him. Huh. Um, and this man was what, in the late 40s or so? I can see you buying a ticket to a concert for someone who's like younger, closer to her age. That's different. But somebody much older? Wow. Interesting, but seriously, uh, I don't feel sorry for her. I really don't feel sorry for her ass at all. She knew what she was getting herself into. She knew about this. She knew about the situation. She she participated in this activities. So therefore, I cannot feel sorry for her at all. I can't. I just can't do it. I can't fool. I cannot feel sorry for her. I think she got what she deserved. Not in a bad way, but you try now you're trying to get 15 minutes of fame. Your father knew where you was at the whole time. Y'all watched that video. We all watched the Golden Speaker broadcast in the last three months. I, I did a video. Not like three months, probably January. I did a video in January audio in January that um, was hearing that her father knew where she was at all along and that the parents may not been wholeheartedly honest about the situation at hand. And I'm not saying that R. Kelly should take responsibility. Okay, R. Kelly should take all responsibility for this. Because he's an, he's an adult and 
Joy, Joycelyn, Jocelyn Savage was an adult. She was over 18 when she met R. Kelly. Azrael was 17. So basically she was a minor. She was still a minor during that time. So I'll give her that part right there. But as far as now, all of a sudden, now you making a documentary. Now you putting out a music video and you're doing this and you're doing that. And I'm like, uh, this, this, this sounds very suspect. Cause my thing is, why weren't you doing all this when you was with R. Kelly? So I guess this is a way for her to jumpstart her career. This is what it looks like. This is a way to jumpstart her career. If you really look at it, this is a way for her to jumpstart her career. And this is where personal responsibility comes into play. The problem is nowadays, this generation, and it's no attack to the much younger generation, no offense to y'all, not, there's not all of y'all, but, but there's a number of you who do not accept personal responsibility. You know, like the ones who rack up debt and then say, well, we don't want to pay for it because we're entitled. Now, I do understand that Wall Street is is being, always is irresponsible. That's why they got that $1.5 trillion. And that's why I made, the only reason I'm making a claim for student loan reduction debt is if bailouts can go to automakers who have, who have been irresponsible, if bailouts can go to banks who have been irresponsible, if bailouts can goes to irresponsible Wall Street being irresponsible, then I think bailouts should also go to student loans who are irresponsible as well. If we want to give others who are irresponsible bailouts, then we should give student loans some level of bailout, not like completely wipe their debts, but I would say reduce their debts literally just destroy the interest, cut all the interest out and let them pay off the principal. That's why I say let them pay the principal because mainly it's interest that these students are paying more than the principal. The interest is 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 killing. Uh, if it was based on principal, these loans would have been paid off already. But since we want to give bail out to other entities, other uh, corporations and institutions, then I believe we should do the same to student loans. I'll say reduce the debt, not eliminate it, but reduce their debt by taking off the interest, removing all the interest uh, from them and letting them pay. And the jobs have to be there. The market has to be there. The salary has to be decent. It doesn't have to be great, but it has to be decent to where they can still pay the debt and sustain uh, decent housing and sustain quality of living. I mean, and to raise their families. I mean, we don't want them to be paying a $500 student loan debt and then their kids is, is hungry. That's not how it works. And I know some uh, conservatives or Republicans or, you know, supporters, etc., have this, this, mind i don't know this altered mind state of you get what you deserve this and that this and that but not telling the whole truth that you got the leg up on certain things and certain uh social structures that was designed for you as well um i think people just need to be a little bit more understanding and responsible at the same time because you don't know everyone's situation it's a case-by-case -case basis 
Um, some people have been put in a disposition and they're just trying to get themselves out of hole. And there are those who are having multiple children by multiple women or multiple men that are highly irresponsible. I feel, I, actually, I feel, I do not feel sorry for any guy or girl with multiple children by multiple uh, uh, women and men. I don't feel a bit sorry for you. I don't, I could care less. You chose to open your legs and get knocked up or you chose to stick your penis in her and get and get her knocked up, I don't feel sorry for you at all. You got four kids by four different women. Don't come cry me no tattoo tears. If you're a woman with four kids by four different men, don't come cry me with tattoo tears. You chose to gape up in your legs. I can see if you was a victim of rape and you carried the child full term, then yes, I would sympathize with you and we'll try to help you the best way possible. But if you got four kids by four different men or four kids by four different women, absolutely not. That's called personal responsibility. You're at the point you're mentally disturbed. Both sides. And personal responsibility should also extend to people who sign a contract with a record label and decides to now feel like they can renege on that contract because they feel like they can be a star at another company. Meg Thee Stallion. Yes, I'm not going to let this one go. I like Megan Thee Stallion. I like her. I like her flow. I like her rap style. I've never seen something like that from a female in probably never or ages. Uh, she had an opportunity to become the queen of the South just by being by being consistent, by staying sticking to the game plan. When you got your four albums done, then you can go on and seek other areas, other avenues. I would have no problem with that at all. I will respect that. But personal responsibility comes in that you was 22 years old on February, what, February 4th, 2018, you signed the contract. You was 22, about to turn 23. And your mother was your manager. And T. Ferris was y'all's go-between, y'all's middleman. T. Ferris was the one that brought that broke the contract. Carl is the money man. Carl don't know about record label contracts because he's been in baseball. He knows about baseball. He knows about Major League Baseball. He knows about that side of the business. But he's just now getting to understand how the music business works. T. Ferris, who's been in the business for 20 plus years who've managed various artists from Swisher House and end up screwing them over and therefore it was to the point that he was homeless. Carl gave him an opportunity and he took it and instead of taking the advantage and being, you know, being consistent, he took advantage of it and then some more. And so you have a young lady named Megan Thee Stallion who so claimed to be college educated and so intelligent and so smart and such a genius that she knows everything. She has all the wisdom and the knowledge and the understandings, even though her speech is the opposite of intelligence. I'm just saying. And I might be wrong on that. I had a deja vu of this. In early, I'll say around this year, around March of 2019, that it was going to be a video of her complaining about her record. 
Now, I kind of ignored this, and I didn't really say much about this in March of 2019 because I thought it was just a bad dream or I thought it was just a bad, you know, thought it was just some overthinking or just me being, or just having a nigga thought process. I thought it was a nigga thought process. But my dream, I wouldn't say dream, but my vision came true. I saw this same scenario pop up in March of 2019 when I was asleep. And this first time he's saying this because I I don't, there's things on here I don't say because it will weird you out big time. And it'll be hard to believe. That's why I don't say certain things. Now, she wasn't wearing the same jacket color, but it was like a reddish color actually. And she was outside, but it wasn't in New York. It was, I don't know, it was pretty sunny somewhere on a bench or something like that. And she was talking about complaining about her record label. This was March 2019. The video came in January, well, early February, late January 2019, 2020, I'm sorry. And I kept my mouth shut about it because again, people won't believe it. I'm crazy. Oh, Jack, you're just causing rumors. You're just lying. You're just doing this. You're just doing that. And now it happens. And personal responsibility is you have to honor contracts. Now, T. Ferris was the one that wrote up the contract because he has the most experience in the music business. Even though he was not to be trusted, Carl unfortunately trusted someone that everybody else was trying to tell him about T. Ferris. Look, you better watch this guy. You better watch this nigga. You might have to put a clip on that nigga. That kind of, that was the kind of talk that was going on. You might have to put a clip on this nigga. And obviously Carl was naive. Because part of this is his fault as well, because he has naivete. He's very naive. He wanted to get into the business. He wanted to get it big. Instead, you know, he, you know, he, he was kind of a little impatient. I'll put it this way: Carl was a little bit more impatient getting into the business, and things like that takes time. You know, I, you know, I, I feel for anybody getting into the music business because it, I seen some stuff and I was not involved, deeply involved in music business, but I seen some stuff where years ago there were some artists that were coming up and I saw how they were getting robbed or one of the, one of the artists out the, out the group of four end up, end up, you know, stiffing the others uh, for a deal. I seen it. I seen it. And it was like, damn. You know, part of the street team helped promoting the record, helped promoting the album, passing out flyers and stuff. I seen how stuff goes, you know, it just goes south. And I'm like, damn. This is what the, because I wanted to be on the record label excerpt, but I ain't have no damn money, nothing like that. This was like when I was 20 years old, of course. This is a long time, so this has been like on 20 years. And I saw for what it was. It was like, hold on, this is this is crazy. It's not something I want to embark on because it's, it's just, 
It just doesn't add up. And people think that lifestyle is glamorous. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hollywood makes it look glamorous. Videos make it look glamorous. Instagram, Facebook makes it look glamorous. But it's new. No, it's not. It's not. Hell, it's worse than worse than car salesmen. You know, car salesmen cut each other's damn throat to try to sell a car. Well, that's the record label times ten. And personal responsibility means when you sign a contract, I don't care what position you was in, if you was homeless, hungry, starving, etc. You signed the contract. You needed the money. They gave you the money. They didn't have to give you the money. They gave you the money. You didn't put out one record. They gave you the money. And then when you signed with 300 Entertainment, he gave you $50,000. That's $50,000 that was actually his. But being a man, he wanted to make sure that his artist was taken care of. And he did that. Hmm? If you weren't getting paid that much damn money, then how did you get your nana, your nana, your grandmother, that nice fancy Cadillac truck that's cost like what eighty, ninety thousand dollars? About a damn what a hundred thousand? What a, a eighty thousand dollar car vehicle? You making some money somewhere, and you making hundred thousand dollars off of fifteen shows, and you haven't paid the record label one dime as agreed per the contract, part of the deal, and hell. He went as far as says, you don't technically have to adhere to the contract. Just cut me a check for a certain percentage and, and we're cool. He's like, you cut me a check for $40,000. You keep 60. We good. Oh, hair and makeup and this and that. Well, now Meg did say she does her own makeup, right? And said that her friend doesn't do the makeup for her. It was her, he just fills in. Y'all remember that spat between her and her, her stylist, her makeup artist? She claims she does her own damn makeup. So that money goes in your pocket. If you do your own makeup, that makeup, that, that money goes in your pocket. If you do the wardrobe, that goes in your pocket. You don't have to hire nobody for that. And so I guess you complain about that. But again, the question is, how are you using your money? Are you using your money wisely? If you know you getting this certain percentage, you got to know how to use that wisely. You're going to make $100,000 on this show. And you keeping the check, you're not sending anything back to 1501, so that's all yours. So we're, so we're, so, oh, 300 Entertainment's getting that. So they're, your record label, which originally got their hands in it, which they should because they invested almost $2 million into you. So they should recoup whatever they, whatever they, whatever you get. And then some, it's called an investment. And 300 Entertainment got their hands in there because they're the ones that helped Put, put your brand out there. They're the ones that own your name. They're the ones that own your slogans. They're the ones that own the catchphrases, Hot Girl Summer, Hot Girl Meg. They own that. 300 Entertainment owns that. They have trademark agreements to that. 
you don't own any of that whatsoever. They own that. They own your name. So anything, any t-shirts and items that says Hot Girl Summer, Hot Girl May, 300 Entertainment gets 70% of it. Yes. So you got one, one cookie jar that you already signed to that gets their hands and which, okay, it's not a bad deal. 60-40 deal, you get 40% of your masters, whatever uh, streams that sold, so whatever streams that sold under 1501, you get 40% of that. You get 40% of that. You get 40% of those streams. So if your stream is, let's say, a dollar and 29 cents, right? Let's let's do the math here. It's a dollar and 29 cents. Let's say it's a dollar and 29 cents because I think that's the average. And you divide that by 40%. Hold on. Make sure this thing works. Let's stand in there. Go. Okay. No, you got to multiply that actually. So you get fifty-one. You get fifty-two cents. You get fifty-two cents. You get fifty-two cents per stream. So if you sold 7 million, let's multiply this by 7 million sold, I guess the streams. That's $3,612,000 that you get. $3,612,000 that Megan Thee Stallion gets out that 40% of the Masters. A last 300 entertainment got a little piece of that too. But you get $3,612,000 from 40% of your masters of the 7 million songs that are sold. Stream, stream, 7 million streams, download. And the average song is $1.29. I'm using it around because sometimes it's $2 per song, etc. But I'm just using $129. Maybe more, might be less. $3,612,000 out of $7 million that have been sold. That's Name one artist who actually gets that. Artists will probably get $0.11 cents out the whole gig. Some cases, $0.10. Cents. You get $0.52 cents per stream out of $7 million is $3,612,000. That's a lot of money. Hell, you can retire on that. That's a good-ass hustle, unless that $3,612,000 is being divided with 300 Entertainment. I bet you that's what it is. And then you sign to Rock Nation management deal, and then you got another manager, T. Ferris. Before then, it was your mama, so you and your mama have the money amongst each other, which would have been a good thing. But she died, unfortunately. And T. Ferris gets, now as your manager, you know he's going to get a percentage. So T. Fer out of that three million six hundred twelve thousand dollars, T. Ferris gets a percentage, and the contract you signed with Rock Nation gets a percentage. So that probably gets divided down by a third. So that probably going to leave you around over a million and two. 
And after taxes, that's like, man, maybe up to 600, maybe uh, uh, upper 500,000, lower $600,000 you take home. But Meg, it's called personal responsibility. You signed the contract. You was 22 years old. You was not 20. And the AR is lying because the contract, because the the, uh, the guy, uh, one of the record label top guys, got the contract and it was dated February 4th, 2018. You was 22 years old. You wasn't 20. You was 22. Because you just turned 25 in February. You was turning 23 on that day. So you was not 20 years old. You was 22. So you knew better. Just like you signed up for college and you signed up for assistance or federal aid or whatever the case, if you did, you signed a contract stating that you're going to pay this back. That's called personal responsibility. Look, I signed a contract. I got to pay it back. Like my car I got. I got to pay it back. I got to pay it. I got to pay the loan back. I'm still paying it. A lot of money, but hey, I asked for it. And I'm paying more so I can pay it off sooner. That's why I'm putting more, way more money than what I'm, I should pay. Because I'm going to get this damn, damn thing paid off as soon as possible. That's how I look at it. So I'm trying to get paid off faster, a whole lot faster, sooner. So I won't have to be dealing with it a little bit longer because then that's more, that's how interest gets built up quickly by, you know, that's why I'm trying to pay it before it hits the terms, hits maturity. But it's called personal responsibility, Megan. And yes, Carl did, was a little sloppy. Carl was a little uh, was naive in trusting T. Ferris. Carl did uh, made a lot of mistakes, and he has admitted to that. And I respect him for doing that because he owned up to that. Because he he got a little he got a little bit he got a little bit over his head in this industry. He got he 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 saw it's not really the money for him because he has plenty of money. The man the man was one of the highest paid baseball players out there. Let's let's look at Carl. Let's look at him. Let's look at here. Hold on. Hold on. Let's do it. $142 million. And they have to pay him his money. And he made an average of $20 million a year. $142 million.
So he, he got over $142 million out of his contract. So do you think he needs the money? No. You think Meg Thee Stallion needs the money? Yes. Yes. She needs the money. And so when she signed to Rock Nation, now she got three hands in the cookie jar. Well, the main hand is, is the record label you signed to, which it's not a bad deal at all. I'm, I ain't gonna lie. It's not a bad deal. It's not the best deal, but it's not a bad deal starting out as a first time unsigned, first time unknown artist. You, you was an unknown artist. Okay. You was unknown. And, and, 40, and getting 40% of your masters is, uh, is actually unheard of in many circumstances. But you still kind of had the 360 thing going on. But you still got 40% of your masters. Taylor Swift didn't even get that on the first deal. Now Taylor Swift trying to fight for her masters. But they sold it to Big Machine Records. They sold it to Big Machine Records. So she owned on her masters. Michael Jackson had to fight for his publishing. Prince, you got 40% of your publishing. Which means you're going to make money. You made money, made quite a bit of money actually. But you had too many hands in the cookie jar. Now, right nation management say, well, how are we going to get this money? Well, simply by getting rid of the original label that you were signed to. So the pot can be bigger for right nation and 300 entertainment because 300 entertainment right nations is pretty synonymous because they're run by people who are closely related. Leo Cohen and Jay-Z. And the CEO of Rock Nation, the lady who is a federal government agent. Won't you ask Mink Mill why his plane keeps getting stopped? His private plane keeps getting stopped multiple times. I wonder who's dropping those dimes. I wonder who's dropping those dimes. Desiree. I wonder who's dropping those dimes, Desiree. Right, Desiree? Right? Jay-Z names a DEA informant by the name of Desiree Perez. But then people want to call the Haven a snitch. But Desiree Pernez is the DEA informant. And you know what? You know what's what's happening? The DEA still got a beef with Jay Prince. Connect the dots here. The DEA still has a bone to pick with Jay Prince. Because Jay Prince has never been charged with anything. And one of the DAs who was after him managed to get caught up.
The DEA, Desiree Perez, is a government informant. Now they're coming. It's it's really not truly about Carl or Meg to a certain extent. It is Meg because they can make money off of her. You know, they can turn her out. You know, they just use Queen Queen Bay, you know, Sorceress, Sorceress Bay, Queen Sorceress Bay to which she did cast a good ass spell on her because she is Creole. So she does cast a good ass spell. She from down, down in them bayous. So she know how to cast them, them spells, uh, Dr. Buzzard and coconuts under the bed and all that other stuff. And I personally believe that this whole shebang bang is trying to get James Prince. I believe that Rock Nation 300 Entertainment is playing chess. And I believe they're trying to get James Prince, the DEA for a long time. FBI has, they just don't like him. They never caught him on anything. They couldn't get him on anything. He's too well connected. Um, He knows powerful people. And I believe this whole shebang bang has been circling around trying to get James Prince locked up. Watch. How are you going to name a DEA informant by the name of Desiree Perez as your CEO, Jigga? You calling other people snitches, but what happened to the 91 bricks? And don't think for one minute she is not in the, shake my head. Meek shouts out as shouts out a DEA info. Yeah. And Meek, why do you think your plane keeps getting stopped? You don't think CEO of Rock Nation may have some connections there? I think this whole game is about encircling James Prince. I think they're trying to come after rap a lot because rap a lot has been standing 10 toes down for ages, ever since the late eighties. And big record labels for years have been trying to take down rap a lot. Big record labels for years have been trying to slander rap a lot because it's the only powerful black independent label out there in the United States and and across the world. It's the only one that's still standing. Just like when Suge Knight and Irv Gotti, um, they try to have a, a, a distribution publishing label to where blacks can go to them instead of going to the man, as they call it. Guess who shut that down? The DEA, the FBI, the IRIAA and other rat ass niggas and niggerettes. Stop that. Other rat ass niggas and niggerettes. Stop that. Just like when Marcus Garvey had two big uh, transportation ships, the Black Star Line. 
to where they can transport goods from various countries to Panama, to Africa, to Brazil, to South America, to Latin America, uh, to Senegal, to all over the country. They have ship lines to where they can transport goods and services owning ports, which means bringing profit, controlling, that's power. When you can bring goods in and out, that's power. When you don't have to deal with the government directly, that's power. That's commerce. That's generational wealth. And guess who stopped that? None other than the FBI director, J. Edgar Hoover, who was Mr. G-Man. And his little coon uh, chicken George servants who put holes in the Black Star Line and sank them. And that's why they never showed up to Panama. Because you had a sabotage snake ass nigga that's always there to ruin it for everybody else. And you had others who have helped work with the FBI to take down Garvey. Even the brother who was a who was a big time numbers man who got caught up because he wasn't in this country legally, and they they used him as an informant. That's how they do it. And personal responsibility means, okay, I'm on a four record deal. I get 40% of my masters. I'm going to push out these four records and I'm going to renegotiate my contract. And if I don't feel like I want to be in here any longer, I'm going to pay out what I need to pay out. Uh, if I can get help from a record label to help pay it out, and then I'm out of 5000 that's how you do it. You haven't put out one album yet and the album requirements is it has to be over 45 minutes. 45 minutes and over to be considered an album. All your records have been EPs which means under 45 minutes which are not albums. So you need to make more songs in order to consider an album, an LP. That's all contracts are like that. You have to have a record that's 45 minutes and over. If it's not over 45 minutes and over, it's not an album. It's an EP. You might as well call it a mixtape. That's in all these contracts in the record label. So my thing is, I'm going to make 20 songs and each of them is going to be about five minutes apiece. So I make 20 songs and I'm going to make them five minutes a piece, which is over a hundred minutes. So I've, I've exceeded the 45 minute minimum mark. And I'm going to do that for all four of those albums. And I'm going to renegotiate my contract if I need to. And I'm going to be out at 5,000 if I feel like I, I can do better with another label. That's called honoring your contract. You in the contract and then you're not getting the your world money. Other uh, hands is getting to your money. It's because you signed too many deals. You signed too many deals. When you sign too many deals, their hands is going to get into your cookie jar. 
called Personal Responsibility. Now, I'm going to play this one, uh, even though she's not somebody I consider. I don't hate the individual, but I just think some things she puts out there is not true. And you still are accusing a man of being a pedophile with no evidence whatsoever. And you have not retracted that statement. I find that very disturbing, but I'm going to play this because there are some tidbits I want to play uh, that she brings on and she's bringing the same thing here. A Kickstarter raising money just to pay for it. Who has honestly owed just as much money as do. You allowed your mama to make labels at all times with you? Yes. As I said, I don't feel sorry for Megan Thee Stallion at all, okay? Everybody knows about this industry. You hear these artists complaining about these record labels at all times, but you allowed your mama just because your mama used to be an artist. And she's ran with these dudes before. And that's why you signed the deal off of your mother's relationship with these dudes. You allowed your mama to make you sign to one label who signed to another label and then rest her soul when she passes. You need management because you don't have management. Then you sign another deal that you did not read. Because if you read that deal, you wouldn't be questioning the deal that they have now. Because in that deal, I guarantee you, Jay-Z is owed just as much money as your label. Because when you sign with the Carters and Beyonce is doing all of that damn witchcraft, you best believe they are going to get every dime back that they did high-level witchcraft for. I guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. Now, when A&R from a label who I'm going to leave anonymous contacted me and told me that Megan Thee Stallion was 20, and they did try to reach out to her to sign her as well, but nobody could talk to Megan whatsoever. Megan was just to go to school, as I said before, don't eat carbs, keep a keto diet, and continue to twerk her ass and rap, okay, just so she could keep the numbers coming in because her mom was making all the deals for her. And it ain't no telling, rest her soul, how many side deals her mama took because word on the street, they were homeless at one time. Yeah, she was 20 years old when she started her career, but she was 22 years old when she signed to 1501. And it was Carl and his business partner that gave them an investment check to set up shop. That's what I heard, word on the street. Now, according to the A&R that reached out to me, they wanted to talk to Megan. They wanted to let Megan see the deal, but her mom didn't let, allow her to talk to nobody because mainly she didn't want them trying to screw her daughter. And I get that, but at the same time, they screwed her mentally because her mama didn't teach her the game. If her mama taught her the game, she wouldn't be in this situation here trying to pick up all the pieces, not knowing what she signed because that was her mom and her manager and her best friend. It was all she had. I get that. And now that she done signed that damn deal with Rob Nation and Jay-Z's name being on your contract, being able to call Pepsi or Puma or Nike or whoever, you best believe he and Beyonce are going to get every single dime that they put into you because they put a lot of energy and money into casting those spells to make sure that you get a check, to make sure that you remain on top with the best management. You can't be scooping the people out that believed in you before the Carters came to know you. And the only reason the Carters brought you on was to continue to facilitate to pay the bill, to keep their billionaire status. And so you gotta make room in order to pay them. And that's the whole reason why the lawyers that you say you got now because you never had lawyers before, it was only your mama, have convinced you to renegotiate your contract. And they're actually finding loopholes and stuff. She's winning, she got a restraining order, she gonna be able to promote that music. But at the same time, I 
Tosh K is right about that. She, When she gets done burning 15 on 1, who's going to trust her? What record label is going to willing to sign her? Because they're going to look at it and say, well, you, hell, you did that to, to him, then you're going to do that to us. Carl doesn't need the money. Trust me, he doesn't need the money. He, just, he did it just to try to help get back pretty much and make some money on the side too. And he still wants to be relevant. He's still, you know, still pretty, you know, middle-aged guy. He still feel, feels he still have youth left in him. So he still kind of want to be associated with that uh, culture. And he did. But, like I said, Tosh K is right. After you get done burning the bridge with 15 on 1, some cases, I don't think you'd be able to make it back, make it to Houston, come back to Houston with that reputation or yet alone, or another record label signing you on, and then of course the the, the crazy black women, or some of them, some of y'all, are gonna like, oh, they're doing this wrong, they disrespecting us, they ain't gonna hire, blah 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 blah. Well, look what you do when you burn your bridges. That's what happens, and she's literally burning her bridges. That's right. She she is absolutely right. Big record labels are watching this and saying, "Oh, that's how she doing them." Mm mm mm. They ain't gonna take no chance on her. Big let when when they see an artist do one record label like that, 
and they have not put out an album yet. Now, this was ass backwards of her. This is where personal responsibility came in. Now, if she put out at least one album, I get one album, and it sold millions, then I can see her renegotiating the contract because she has proven herself. And she sold out shows, sold out tours, and sold millions of records. Okay, then it's time to renegotiate. Either cut down the album length, album uh, amounts, or pay me more of my masters, or you get 70% of your masters. But that's not the case. Hey, she's dark-skinned and she has a problem. She has now, she ain't dark-skinned. She's light-skinned. She's light-skinned. Come on, Tosh K. She's light-skinned. She ain't dark skin. She like. To figure out they don't like that. So now you're gonna have to build your own infrastructure, okay? Ain't no Iggy Azalea in it around here, okay? She had white folks to back her up. Yep. You got the black people. Moving on. Alright, there we go. Now, what are your thoughts? Should Megan Thee Stallion honor her contract? Should uh Azura Clary just Owned up to personal responsibility, knowing that this man is a predator in the minute that he had her engaged in that type of stuff that she should have left. Should they take personal responsibility for their actions? Or is it always the man's fault? Email me at jackradioshow number one at gmail.com. If you want to donate cash app, dollar sign CSN46, paypal.me slash tighter211, streamless.com slash highborn. You always dreamed about owning your first house, or driving that special car, or opening that business. Unfortunately, you also had nightmares. Introducing the May Only My Good Dreams Come True policy from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Ann and Jeff Parker came to Arvez Bank to start saving for a vacation. Let's hear what happens. Okay, Ann and Jeff, your savings account is all set up. Nice. So what's this big trip? Hawaii, but probably not until next year. Oh, well, since you have an Arvest credit card with Flex Rewards, you can actually roll your cashback rewards into this account or use your points towards flights and hotels. Could get you there sooner. That's really helpful. Very, Very helpful. helpful. Financial solutions with you in mind. Arvest Bank, ready to help. 